the hard way, but sometimes the very people you think you can trust turn out to be those you can't trust at all. But I'm going too fast. If I'm to tell you what happened, make any sense of it, I have to start at the beginning. Well, what was the beginning for me, anyway? When I got out of hospital, I was still incapacitated to a certain degree and definitely in need of some tender, loving care. Coping by myself in the city flat I shared with Tim was barely practicable given the way things were. If he'd been in a nine-to-five job within striking distance, I could probably have managed, but he wasn't. He's a captain with one of the budget airlines, which means he works irregular shift patterns and is often away overnight. Tim in a luxury hotel in Malaga or Madeira with the rest of the flight crew wouldn't be a great deal of help to me if I needed urgent help. I wasn't sure in any case if I wanted to rely on Tim. For some reason I was having second thoughts about whether he was the right one for me. I couldn't actually pin down what had changed, only that it no longer felt right. Perhaps it was just that I was unsettled after the accident, depressed and seeing things through a dark haze. That was probably it. But I would have expected to want to cling to security, not push it away. I looked at Tim and felt this nagging doubt in the pit of my stomach, wondered if it had been the glamour of his job that had attracted me, not the real man inside the smart black uniform with gold braid on the shoulders. All sorts of things about him started irritating me, just silly little things really, like the way he raised a critical eyebrow and turned down the sound system whenever he came into the room, as if I was noise-polluting the planet all by myself or tidied the magazines and newspapers I'd been leafing through into a neat pile, or even whisked them away altogether. Once upon a time I'd found such habits endearing, now I prickled with annoyance. And I didn't like it. If I was going to spend my life with this man, it didn't bode well. I couldn't help wondering if I was irritating him, too. There was an impatience in his manner, as if he blamed me for what had happened. And perhaps he did. He hadn't wanted me to take the skiing holiday at all, and I knew he didn't think I should have ventured off-piste. He'd said so often enough. Foolhardy, he'd called it. Surely there must have been weather warnings, he'd said. Weather warnings loomed large in his life as a pilot. Surely you checked. Of course I did. I'm not stupid. I sounded petulant. I knew. Being incapacitated and in more or less constant pain wasn't doing much for my temper, however hard I tried to remain positive. Tim's expression told me he wasn't altogether sure he agreed. The trouble with you, Sally, is that you don't always stop to think about the consequences of your actions. When you get an idea in your head, you do tend to jump in with both feet. Not any more, I retorted ruefully. Not with a metal pin in my leg and a plaster cast. That... Tim said. It's a bit like shutting the stable door after the horse has bolted. Oh, give it a rest, Tim, please. We can't all be perfect like you, I snapped, and immediately felt guilty and miserable. I wasn't the only one affected by this. It wasn't a lot of fun for Tim either. And however much I might protest that I'd taken all the right precautions, that the avalanche was a fluke and I hadn't been the only one caught out that day, I still felt like a naughty child who'd brought all her troubles on herself by her disobedience and inconvenienced everyone else into the bargain. The best thing would be for you to go home for a while until you're stronger and more mobile, Tim said, and I knew he was right.
Twelve years ago, I'd been only too ready to leave. The family farm on the outskirts of a small country town, which my father ran himself with the help of just one regular farmhand in winter and some casual local labour in summer, had felt like a prison when I was eighteen. Now, battered and bruised mentally as well as physically, I longed for peace and tranquillity and the time and space to consider my future. I looked forward to Mum fussing over me, cooking the delicious meals I'd sorely missed, putting hot water bottles in my bed, bringing me a mug of warm milk with a tot of whisky in it. I thought nostalgically of cows in the lane, jostling as they were driven in for milking, instead of city streets with nose-to-tail traffic. And I pictured the night sky, inky black and studded with stars, instead of the orange street-like glow I'd grown used to. It would be the